Hysteria is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And right now, you can get 25% off your entire Books purchase. Here's why everyone likes the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano, which I love. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. Go online, pick the delivery date, and you are done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Erin, I love my books. I love a flower that lasts forever, and my books arrangements really do last a full solid week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, I have some sitting on my kitchen table right now, mm-hmm. and they've been there for several days. And usually when I buy them at, like, the grocery store, they're sort of, like, starting to crap Fade. out pretty quickly. Yep. Not with books. They stick around. They look beautiful. I like how they kind of slowly open up and become even more beautiful as they sit on your, you know, wherever Absolutely, you Absolutely, because they're that fresh. So go to books.com and use promo code hysteria for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code hysteria. Books, promo code hysteria. Hello and welcome to Hysteria, the podcast that does not need to calm down. I'm Aaron Ryan. This week on the podcast, our New Yorkers Z-Way, Alyssa, and Blair discuss what freedom means for American women this Independence Day. Then we'll hop to Los Angeles, where Kieran, Grace, and Megan answer men's questions in a segment we're calling Dude, You Asked. Then Grace and Blair have a quick talk on immigration, then back to New York for I'll Have What She's Having to take you through your long weekend. A programming note, because it's a holiday week, we recorded the conversations you're about to hear before news of Justice Anthony Kennedy's retirement broke. So think of our voices as hopeful time capsules of a time before everything was on fire. So this episode is about uh, freedom. It's the 4th of July week. People are out there blowing things up and eating grilled meats. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm here in New York with my pals, Alyssa Mastermonico, Blair Amani, and Ziwe Famuto. And we are all going to have a little chat. So let's get to it. Blair, what are you doing for the 4th of July? Nothing. <laughs> I'm going to be brooding on Twitter about how this holiday is a sham, how no one is really free in America. Um, we did celebrate Juneteenth, um, yeah. which is, if you didn't know, Texas kept it quiet that slavery was abolished for a hell of time <laughs> and didn't tell any enslaved folks because Texas um, and America, it's not just Texas, all of America is complicit. Um, <laughs> make t-shirts. Make yeah, keep it light. Um, just, all America is complicit. But I just think, like, I, I just can't, like, in good conscience, and I'm the same way about Thanksgiving, like, celebrate a sham of a holiday, mm. but you have your fun. Like, I, I really do want to give people the space to celebrate because I think it's time to come together as a family and I really support that but I think it's also important to have a conversation about who was free on the 4th of July mm-hmm. landowning white men you so you celebrate an asterisk essentially yes. that's an asterisk is shaped kind of like a firework that's true wow <laughs> that's positive that was good yeah that was good oh Zira, what are you doing I'm going to Canada the, uh, perfect yeah 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 it's a big middle finger to I'm america i'm going to canada i'm going to montreal i'm going to be at a lake house and i'm gonna swim oh it's mm. beautiful up there there's lovely there are so oh, many canada. bugs there's so many bugs up in that part of oh canada, damn though. yeah i just like that the u.s dollar is still strong for now um so i like to spend <laughs> prepare <laughs> maybe you can buy one of those cars that donald trump is gonna let be imported into america oh you're yeah. right yeah get me some steel. one of those canadian cars yeah yeah Oh, man, you know, it's funny. So my, my best friend, Jack, is Canadian. And he, uh, it's, it's, I'm a, they, they all find each other. Wherever they are, there's like a, Canadians? a little, True. there's little cabals of them. And they're so cute. I just, <laughs> I just love Canadians. But uh, it's really funny to talk to Canadians about patriotism because in Canada, it's not cool to be patriotic. Like part of being Canadian, Canadian is just like 
thinking about all the ways that the you know the the British Empire was exploitative and harmful to people that were already living in Canada and so um I was a couple of years ago it was I think an anniversary it was a big anniversary of Canada and I was at a party with a bunch of Canadians and I was like hey happy Canada day yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were like no no we don't we don't, don't do that. yeah we don't <laughs> it was pretty funny it was pretty funny but um yeah I, I think that Canadians probably celebrate their country in a, in a similar way that Blair approaches Independence Day in that they're very thoughtful about the ways that their country was built on injustice, um, which is interesting because Canadians are so, like, nice, but they have this, like, very... I think that's deep- part of niceness is, like, acknowledging the harm that has been done by your benefiting in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, Alyssa, what are you doing? Uh, I'm probably going to go see RBG. Oh, oh, have you not, seen doc, it yet? Not yet, not yet. And Ocean's Eight. That's my. It's oh, so good. That's um, my. That's all I care about for the Fourth uh, of July. Hashtag not sponsored, but everyone should go see Ocean's Eight because it's the bomb. Yeah, I've <laughs> I'm so it. hesitant to say the bomb because I'm Muslim, so yeah. I'm like, eh. but it's the bomb. Yeah. Come find me, it. NSA. I, I'm ready. Oh I, no, don't say that. Oh, <laughs> don't no. say girl, that. we cannot protect you from the yeah, NSA. Good luck, girl. Sorry, bye. <laughs> I'm a good patriot. Okay, we need to. We need, kid. A, we need to put our phones in the fridge for this recording of <laughs> um, th- there is actually some places like where reporters if they're talking about something super super sensitive will put their phones in a refrigerator so that like while they're talking about mm-hmm. it so that they can't the government can't hear anyway I've seen Citizen Four I get it <laughs> I tweet everything I so ha <laughs> <laughs> I usually really love the 4th of July for the family stuff mm-hmm. um, it's like really it's a pretty time of year where, totally. I'm, where I'm from in Wisconsin it's like very green and lush and the weather's perfect and because it never gets it's not hot for very long there the heat never just like sinks into the ground and radiates back up like it does in New York City like by August you feel like the heat is coming from the sidewalks and from above you but in Wisconsin it's always like this nice coolness of the ground and nice. it's just really pretty and there's frogs singing and it's gorgeous. it's basically a bob seeger song yeah. yeah basically yeah it's it is a bob seeger song yeah i'm a character in a bob or a frank seeger. ocean song for us oh <laughs> yes Pop i'm gonna maybe i'm gonna maybe. Compare, compare every white reference to a black reference oh i see i was my... thinking of the can we just make frog? it like an old reference like i'm just way older than you yeah guys. it was like okay. the proclamation declaration you probably can't even name a bob seeger song <laughs> <laughs> But but I can't. a Frank Ocean song. No. Touche. Because um, I'm not. We're a Venn I'm diagram old. that's two separate circles. <laughs> um, we do it here. So <laughs> let's let's transition to more, I guess, uh, like vague uh, ideas around the, the concept of freedom. Because, you know, Independence Day is supposed to celebrate America's freedom. But as we know, people are varying degrees of free in this mm-hmm. country, ranging from extremely to not at all. True. Um, so ranging what? from <laughs> extreme <laughs> freedom. I, I got that. I think extreme freedom is is like you're able to conduct a corrupt. Uh, you're you're able to nakedly like act in a manner that's corrupt. Or wear oh, like Jared high, Kushner. Yeah, like Jared Kushner. <laughs> or wear a tank top that says abolish slavery with Abraham Lincoln also wearing a tank with. The shirt that says abolish. Yeah, talking about someone specific. Yes, I am. And I'd love to Last Fourth of July. I was like, can I take your picture? He was like, don't put my face in it. I was like, is it because you know you're doing something wrong by wearing this shirt that says abolish slavery? Sir. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, I've been thinking about like the concept of freedom and what it means to be a woman in America, what it means to be a white person in America, what it means to be a person who is childless and living in a big city and Mm. working in the media and being extremely privileged in America. And, you know, uh, the Supreme Court session that just ended last week was is something that really I think even if you're a person who you know you're always going to have access to to freedom that women uh, have like you know kind of at the subject of the whims of lawmakers even if you know that you're going to have access to those things um, the Supreme Court has kind of made it clear that they don't really respect the freedoms that women who are marginalized need to survive totally. and, and live at the same level that white women live at and so I, I'm, I guess I'm like very elaborately dancing around the concept of reproductive rights um, I know that uh, it's not really fun to tune into a, a podcast where a bunch of women yammer about abortion <laughs> um, but it's really important uh, before Roe v. Wade women were able to obtain abortions and those women were rich white women Mm -hmm. and people who were so desperate that they were willing to risk their health to obtain it. Um, And I'm, I'm worried, Alyssa, 
that we're kind of heading back in a direction where that's what things are going to be again. Yes, we are literally. RBG should be in the witness protection program, like because nothing totally can not. happen to her. Because if Donald Trump, all he has to do is appoint one more judge, and I have, you know, like I think we can all always be smarter, and I certainly abide by that. And so when I was getting really worked up about this, I started doing some research and found out that if something happened to RBG, if Donald Trump appointed another just an, another conservative justice, injustice. Mm-hmm. injustice would happen. So if Roe v. Wade were overturned, that very day, 33 states in the United States of America could make abortion illegal. Yeah. They're called trigger laws. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that I've heard I've heard you bring it up before, and we need to keep bringing it up. Because I didn't even know what they were. I had to Google trigger laws, because I heard Elise Hogue, who's the head of NARAL, who is a friend of mine, talk about it, and I actually went straight to her, and I was like, explain the trigger laws to me. Totally. And she did. And so since she took the time to explain it to me, I like to make sure everybody else knows what it is, because so many people do not know that the next day... It could literally be illegal. Yeah. yeah. What I think is really interesting about, you know, we're talking about like reproductive rights kind of being slowly eroded. Um, this session, the Supreme Court ruled on a case of California, mm-hmm. uh, a California law that made it illegal for crisis pregnancy centers, which are centers uh, with an agenda that misrepresent themselves as medical facilities, but are actually kind of indoctrination stations yeah. to convince women to not have abortions. Um, wh- the California had a law that made it illegal for them to omit information about reproductive health to the women who come to them for advice. So, AKA made it illegal for them to lie. To lie. Made mm-hmm. it illegal about for them to lie. medical stuff. About medical, like basic medical care. Um, and the Supreme Court said that that law is unconstitutional. And uh, Anthony Kennedy, who is just, just the f- biggest fucking disappointment, mm-hmm. the biggest fucking disappointment for all of his showboating around certain rights issues, he sure has left women out to dry. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He, he's... Ugh, God, fuck that guy. Anyway, um, so you know he wrote that that it's in the states. Basically, the 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 ruling said that it's in the states' interest for women to not abort their their pregnancies. Yes, uh, which is a ridiculous thing to say. And also, there are laws in Texas and other places that require doctors to lie to women who are seeking abortions mm-hmm. and require doctors to say things to women. So it's just this real doublespeak that's happening right now. It's it's legal for the government to lie or for, for people to lie to women in the service of convincing them not to have abortions, but it's not it's not it's not illegal to force doctors to try to convince women to not have abortions. It's, well, and it's also the major like this is this is sort of the the big tenant of this of this SCOTUS, right? That they're just abandoning all sort of responsibility in a lot of ways and just sending everything back to the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, voting that rights, worked well. gerrymandering. Mm-hmm. It's all, they're just like, mm, so here, we're just going to say. State rights. Ohio, if you want to purge your voter registration rolls every two years, then like, it's up to Ohio. And so I just think that they are really. Well, it's intentional. Bumming it's, out. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's an intentional effort to keep white supremacy as well as misogyny, the patriarchy mm-hmm. in power. Yeah. Women can have children, therefore women can't do anything else. Well, what I think is really interesting is or that they aren't good for anything aren't else. Good aren't good for anything, for anything well, else. Right. There's, there's some interesting parallels between the uh, current administration's attitude toward reproductive choice and other uh, kind of comparable people's attitude toward reproductive choice. Uh, Vladimir, Pu- Vladimir Putin, for example, um, is really doesn't like abortion because he thinks more Russians should be like which is again so fucking interesting because russia has the most severe like adoption policies and Mm. their orphanages their orphanages are not state-sponsored which is why like there's such an interest in russian adoption because these kids go to these sort of sad places that are really underfunded and there's no one who talks to them or interacts with them Mm. and that's why like all of these shows about adopted kids that go insane in america Mm -hmm. i mean it's all based on the emotional abuse basically Mm -hmm. and neglect that happens in russia because you should have to have your baby Mm -hmm. but we're not going to help you take care of it sounds like america like what's really troubling is um so in texas i worked with a woman when i was at planned parenthood who uh, she was able to have a child and like raise her child because of so much help from the state and all of those services that she benefited from, whether it was like edu- like maternal health care education, whether it was um, like a job program or a school that was like for people who were pregnant because she got kicked mm-hmm. out of her um, regular high school. 
Um, all of those programs are gone in mm-hmm. addition to cutting from uh, health education. So she's devoted her life to women's health education, mm-hmm. not just women's health education, but reproductive health education, because it's like the last bastion of hope is mm-hmm. prevention. But in a world where people are not able to make decisions about their their bodies, totally, what services are there? Because, you know, it's really just leaving folks out to dry. Um, and again, it's this destruction of families yeah. that that Donald Trump is just kind of beating, you know, and whatever he did in this week, since we won't be talking about it. Yeah. Shame on him. I mean, (laughs) let's just leave five seconds of silence for you to just scream what Donald Trump did. Okay. Oh, that's terrible. Damn, I can't believe Awful. it. I can't believe he did that. Well, we of course could he did. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably rooted in American history. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Also, I think uh, in... Uh, what's, what, I think in Nazi Germany, they hated abortion, too. Yeah. Because they were trying to repopulate Germany with, mm-hmm. with apple-cheeked uh, Aryans. Fascists. Yeah. yeah. Well... Well, I mean, it's it. Yeah. There seems like something re- really insidious, and I I know I, I harp on this all the time, but if a woman can't decide what happens inside of her own skin, then nobody is free. Like no one. if if you can't decide how to how to live your life as a full person, if you can't decide when you're going to have a family, if it's not something that if it's something that just happens to you, as, totally, th- th- then it's that's not consent. That's not, not that's not consent, and it's something that like I I'm not a single issue voter, but I could never support a candidate that didn't support full like reproductive choice and access to reproductive choice and the baffling thing for me is that like the democratic establishment seems to still be struggling with this issue yes but voters are really showing time and time again that like we know the issues that we want and it's really the idea that we're not leaving anybody behind we're not leaving trans folks behind we're not leaving sex workers behind we're not leaving the conversation about reproductive health decisions behind Mm -hmm. and the democratic establishment is like "Mm, let's endorse this one dude who hates abortion and it's like damn and guess yeah. what? Sexist. He can uh, he can hate abortion for himself. Yeah, that's fine. He cannot have an abortion. Yeah, exactly. He can, he can marry someone who would never have an abortion. But the whole point that everybody glosses over is that you just can't impil- Im- impose your will on my body. Exactly. It's you can right feel to- however the fuck you want to feel. Just don't think that it's going to have anything to do with me. Exactly. It's a right to choose as well as the pro-life movement is just pro-birth. Mm-hmm. It's really not about the life of the child. Because these correct. pro-life folks are the same ones who are locking up and endure it, like, who are like, oh, yeah, uh, internment camps for kids. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's they have toys. It's a farce. They have soccer balls. No, guys, they're not cages. The kids are not... Are, are they're in, windowless rooms. They're, they're in, not cages. Yeah. Windowless rooms with metal fencing. Yeah, it's right. The most tragic. upsetting thing for me was like last week I saw this uh, like a picture that the Trump administration had put out where mm. it's supposed to show this kid making a phone call, one of their two minute phone I saw calls, that. and it had nothing on the like on the receiver. Like they had a little image, and no phone call was being made. And I was like, oh, go, dope! Like North Korea state visit stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's so tragic. They just half ass trying to pretend that anything that they're doing is authentic. Remember when Donald Trump was pretending to write the State of the Union speech on a on a notebook that had no pages with, used with nothing else on his desk? Uh, doesn't he have speechwriters? Yeah, and he was holding up the Stephen Miller. <laughs> He was, he he was, was like, it was like, come on. But it's like, I wish they would try a little harder to fake it that they that they care. Do you? Maybe. But I mean, cause it, no. I like how blatantly disrespectful and obvious it is because it lets me know that I am in reality and these are the these are the offenders. Yeah. The other thing about freedom too, just on the subject, mm-hmm. um, is that when we're talking about this incarceration and like this movement against the internment camps that we're seeing. Um, for immigrant children and, and such. Uh, it's also kind of, uh, there's a person on um, Twitter, Mariam Kaba, who goes by the name Prison Culture. If you don't follow her, please do. Um, but she regularly tweets about uh, like just child incarceration and how this is something that isn't exclusive mm-hmm. to the immigration struggle, but this is something that's a- across America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so don't call the police on your neighbors this 4th of July. Yeah. Um, because it has real consequences. It's an act of, I think it's an act of violence, especially for gentrifiers to yeah. move into a space. Colonizers. Coloni- I think gentrification is colonization yeah. to move into a space and then call the police when you're ever just uncomfortable. Yeah. One of the things that I think is interesting about the debate about immigration and separating mm. families is that a talking point of the, Team Trump and the the right the the kind of anti-immigration hardliners was that well in America when people are imprisoned we take their kids away too like I'm supposed to be like oh no but that's fair but that's also not fucking fine that is also not fucking fine 
Yes, correct. Just, <laughs> that one, it's like you hear them and you're like, wait, pause, rewind. Did they really? My what? favorite thing that was said was the person who was like, well, yeah, I, I spoke to some to some African-Americans. Oh, I saw oh, that. Yeah. And they were On like, Fox. gosh, oh. this is safer than the projects That's, I grew up. That was, okay, and first Femme of all. And Jones was like, black people don't say gosh. Yes. Yeah. You're lying. First of all, uh, Rachel Campos Duffy lives in Ashland, Wisconsin, mm. which is close to where I grew up. Now, there are no projects <laughs> in Ashland, Wisconsin. I believe the closest... And the only black people are Wait, Connie she's West. the one from the real world, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. The one that, she's from the real world? If you, I yeah. think if you made Boston? out... Season one. No, Whoa. season no. two. San Francisco, the oh, one Wow. Show. And she made out with Puck. She is not to be she trusted. She made out with Puck? She is not to be oh, trusted. Oh, my God. When people show you who they are, believe them. Yeah. True, believe true. them. She's true. married to Sean Duffy, who is... Uh, he, Sean Duffy was a lumberjack on a different season of Real World, but he's now a congressman from... Wisconsin. He represents my Run parents. For office, folks. You and can he is this. making he, America yep. great. He Damn. represents my parents' uh, district. That's that's, and it used to be a, a longtime Democratic stronghold. But uh-huh. he came in with his fucking crest white strips and his orange spray tan, and, the yeah. devil. and his and his Damn. wife, who very desperately wants to be a panelist on the View, but is somehow too dumb, too dumb, too dumb. They that's have some intellectual but discussions she, up there. Uh, I, I do. I do like the View. Whoopi. I think that there's a lot of smart yeah. women who who've participated in conversations on the View. Yeah. But like, there's also been people who have, who have cycled, <laughs> who have cycled through the view, who have been, du- who have been pretty dumb. So like, she's even below that mm. bar. Damn. Um, she's just, she sucks. She yeah, sucks. She she's, she's the worst, and she definitely did not talk to black people about how, gosh, the projects are worse than the ca- they're the, ni- the cages are nicer Shut than the. Pro- up. Shut oh, that's it's just offensive. Yeah, it's so silly. It's it's totally offensive and and just the notion that uh, you know going back to the freedom thing, mm. um, the people that are kind of the the <laughs> I almost said flag humpers, but I, <laughs> let's go with that. I'm Donald gonna, Trump is a flag humper. He technically, did. he did. He, he like he's actually flag. a flag groper. Yeah, yeah. He Lady Liberty does not just want that. Ass. Puts his arms around that flag and hugs it like he tries to hug <laughs> Melanie. Yeah, Melanie. 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 Oh, Melanie. Yeah, it's <laughs> the fla- she? Yeah, the people who are most excited about freedom mm. are least excited about freedom for anybody to do anything that they don't want those other people to do. It's yes. like a kid that doesn't know how to compromise. Like I remember compromise being a big thing. When I was four to five years old, yeah, yeah. they were trying to teach us that in kindergarten. Totally. But these folks like skipped that lesson or something <laughs> and object permanence, clearly. Like they just, you know, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. <laughs> yeah, One, yeah. that's object permanence thing. And two, compromise. They, they don't understand that like, hey, if you do this thing, it doesn't fucking affect you. So leave it alone. Yeah. But I think their freedom rests on our oppression. Yes. Fundamentally. Fundamentally. Yeah. The reason why I actually... Hashtag America. Hashtag America. The reason why I got an IUD in 2017... Yes. Aren't they the best? I, I Yeah, I hate mine. What? <laughs> it hurts. Oh. Um, the reason why I got it, though, is because I saw that John Roberts was wavering about retiring. And I was like, I don't want to be caught in the trap with any reality where I could ever get pregnant in Trump's America and not be able to and have a child. Yeah. Um, and so that terrified me. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I think about like having to make all these like small term decisions for long term yeah. because, because of our administration. Yeah. I actually wrote right before uh, the election, I wrote a, a piece that I thought was like an over the top kind of joke where it was like, get an IUD. Well, you still can. Seriously. Oh, I read that one. Yeah. You I have was, to. I was like the first, I was, I was doing it just like as a joke. And then after like he won, yeah. people in my, in the newsroom at the Daily Beast were like, are you a witch? Like how did you? <laughs> yeah, how yeah. And you were like, yes, but that's beside the point. Yeah, right. I mean, I've, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've made it clear that I'm a witch, uh, but it was, uh, but it's true. Like it's, and it's really kind of heartbreaking because it's so heartbreaking. I've, you know, you have to make a decision like, okay, well, this is a thing that lasts five, four, three years or five years or, or seven. seven to 10. And then the, the copper ones last like, uh, like 11 years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's like crazy that a woman who is maybe not even considering the fact that she might want to get pregnant, a woman who's like 18 years old totally. and about to go to go off to college might have to like make a decision to get an IUD now because may yeah. not be an available option. Exactly. Like, the I'm thing thinking- that's really troubling for me, sorry to cut you off, mm. um, is that they're like, so for folks who have wounds, like that's uh, a practical decision, right? If you can afford to get an IUD in the moment. But for folks who are like transitioning, for example, like mm. there is no long-term solution necessarily. Like if you're on hormone replacement um, and right. not just for, like my mom was on hormone replacement because she um, had fibroids. And uh-huh. so what if she wasn't able to get reproductive care? Mm-hmm. You know, like this is for people who need 
like you know every month or every week something totally um or people who can't do an iud who need to get on birth control like it's just really alarming to think about the folks who are falling through the cracks of mm-hmm. this short-term long-term solution mm-hmm. totally that's the, why i'm oh, oh, sorry go i was ahead. gonna say that's why i'm buying birth control and iud's in bulk so that i can <laughs> deal them out of my car when shit hits the fan dude when ritalin runs out like in the world I'm done. When I, <laughs> when I see you on Canal Street peddling <laughs> wearing them like jelly bracelets, exactly. like, they glow. Hormonal, not hormonal. <laughs> yeah. That's how it was supposed to be when Hillary won. You know? yeah. <laughs> we were supposed just, to be Nuvering for everybody. <laughs> Slingshotting them across the room. You get a Nuva and you get a Nuva. I mean, ad for Nuvering. I've been doing it for 20 years. I love it. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I know you just thought Nuvering's been around for 20 years. No, I have to get out of my head. <laughs> nope. Um, Nuva rings look like monocles, also, if you really think about it. They do. Guys, I'm just round. <laughs> Everything about me is round. I love circles. My face is round. My butt is round. Birth uh, control's hey. round. Uh, <laughs> the cycle of American violence is also round. Wow. Oh. Deep cut. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they used to call me Debbie Downer when I was a kid. Aww. Did they? Aww. Yes. Nice. <laughs> They call me Z-Way. <laughs> that seems that, that tracks. Um, That's on brand. One of the one of the things though that I think that it is really exhausting, and I get tired a lot. I can't imagine how exhausted somebody who is uh, less privileged than me must feel. Girl, in, I'm tired. In this, yeah, I I totally understand. Like anybody that has a rougher life than me, which is most people, is probably more exhausted than I am, and I'm pretty exhausted. Um, but we can't ever stop paying attention to the ways that reproductive freedom totally. that uh, are is chipped away, or the way that the administration kind of slowly takes steps to victimize and marginalize families of immigrants, uh, families of the incarcerated. The way that it's happened with birth control and abortion is that the Department of Health and Human Services is staffed with a team of fucking nut burgers. Nut burgers. Mm. Nut burgers. And that's not something, they're, they're a political appointees, so there's yeah. nothing we can do about it except make a big fucking deal when they go know. out to eat, when mm-hmm. they go home, when they're on a commute. When, when they're, they're at their home, when they cause shenanigans, yeah. when they cause like, but, but when you they're know, walking their dogs. When I mean, I wouldn't harass somebody while they were walking their dog, but that's don't just me. The dog, actually, <laughs> dogs <laughs> are racist. Did you see those photos with the dogs chasing the black people? Yeah, in the 60s? German shepherds. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, you can train any dog to not like people. It's just like Pokemon. Yeah, like there's no such thing as bad Pokemon. But they're bad trainers. That's true. <laughs> That's a direct quote from Pokemon. Gary was the bad guy. Yes. <laughs> Pokemon, go to the polls. Oh, God. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon go, go to the, the polls. polls. <laughs> Pokemon, go to hell for reminding me of that. You know, I thought that was really, you know, I think when she was like trying to dab, when she was talking about Pokemon Go references. Yeah. When they did We're the, talking about Hillary right yeah. now. Yes. That was great. I thought that great. was great. I thought it was like, oh, are you trying? Oh, like, really? Yeah. I, I, it gave me anxiety on like a <laughs> human level deep into my womb. That's the beauty. Huh. Of, that's the beauty of America is that, you know, you can. I love being your, pandered You too. can st- discuss your wombs. Uh, you can theoretically uh, disagree on whether or not Hillary Clinton's Pokemon go to the polls statement was good or bad. <laughs> um, and I think that one thing I just we have to kind of wrap up the freedom talk for a little bit uh, in a little bit. But one thing that I think like one thing that I think is like I don't ever want people to feel like they we never get to to take a nap again we never get to stop paying attention oh to totally this. like this is something we gotta stay woke yes stay woke the only and it's gonna be tiring but right now we're like working on a backlog of not paying the fuck attention to things like we have to keep paying attention it's just gonna and I be think definitely... listening is important too because I, yeah. I think that there have been folks um, who across history have been vigilant to these issues and these crises of freedom. Um, but I think it takes folks who are privileged, like you were saying, to really listen mm-hmm. um, instead of reinventing the wheel or starting a new organization to look yeah. to folks who have been in the trenches and fund them. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I also think it's, it's important to look within and really appreciate the freedom that we have, even if it doesn't feel like we have it. I remember in college, someone in my poetry class was bragging about not voting. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think about that conversation once a week because of the state of politics now because people who were liberal didn't vote because they trusted that the system would work itself out. Mm -hmm. But democracy takes work Mm -hmm. and we have to work it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we have the day off today, theoretically, because it is 
the fourth of July. Independence. Yeah. Independence and like Day. my mom used to say, which is like the most it was like the most capitalist thing ever, but when you're bored, that's a privilege. Like totally. a lot of people have to like haul ass, like, you know, work constantly. People are working like, you know, hella jobs because this economy sucks. Yeah. Um, I think about folks who I see on the subway who are like trying to pay off student loans with selling bracelets on the train yeah, yeah yeah um and so really like if it's down to that like if you have moments of calm in your life like that's something to really cherish um it's like kind of it feels like a measly thing but to really try to make the most of all the time you have totally mm-hmm. especially this time with your family on the sham of a holiday yeah, <laughs> yeah. and on that note i think we're going to uh, take a break that was a, a great way to end it Blake. <laughs> that was poetic <laughs> poetic but not like the poetry class person who I didn't know no. richard oh Fucking and, and he was a cunt. He he Don't be like fucking Richard, guys. <laughs> no, oh, but that's his real name. Just kidding. <laughs> his name is fucking Richard. Yeah. Richard the cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Worst. Oh, <laughs> Worst British monarch ever. <laughs> uh, we have to take a break. But when we come back, dude, you asked with the LA crew. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Power up your life with superior brain and body nutrition products from IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are the perfect low-carb breakfast. Their IQ Mix zero-sugar hydration drinks replenish electrolytes. And their IQ Joe mushroom coffees will keep you focused all day long. Start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. All their products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. And today, Hysteria listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text HYSTERIA to 64000. One thing I love about IQ Bar is, first of all, right now it's really dry where I am. Oh, okay. It is hard for me to stay hydrated. I, I just like, I, I'll just be going through my day and I'll be like, why am I so like... Parched. I'm parched. I'm in a bad mood. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And it's, ah, you got to drink some water. You got to stay hydrated. I really like their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks because it allows me to rehydrate myself at a time when I feel like the atmosphere is trying to take all my moisture away. Well, and sometimes you need more than just water. Sometimes you need more more than just water. I also love IQ bars because I love a portable breakfast. I love a grab-and-go breakfast, no dishes. Love something I can walk around holding and eating. I like something I can eat in my car without endangering the lives of me and every other motorist on the road. A breakfast burrito... (laughs) <laughs> not not the safest thing to eat behind the wheel. IQ bar, go ahead and do it. Good for you. Great ingredients. Helps you stay focused and alert throughout the day. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you don't have to dirty any dishes. Refuel smarter with IQ bar's ultimate sampler pack. That's seven IQ bars, four IQ mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text Hysteria to 64000. Get your discount. Text Hysteria to 64000. That's H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. This episode of Hysteria is brought to you by Viore. Need the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift? Check out Viore Performance Apparel. Drawing inspo from the coastal California lifestyle, Viore's products inspire others to live vibrant, active lives. I love that they're calling this the coastal California lifestyle. I will embrace that instead of what I thought it was, which was the I only want to wear comfortable clothes lifestyle. Yeah. I have. I refuse to be uncomfortable if I want to be productive. I refuse (laughs) to be uncomfortable, but sometimes I have to look like I belong in a respectable place lifestyle. Which is like yeah. Viore is perfect for it because they the clothes look fantastic. They fit great. They are so comfortable. I lie down in mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, Erin, the women's performance joggers. They have a slim but relaxed fit and are designed with dream knit stretch fabric. I love my joggers. I've slept in mine. I've slept in them. Really? You don't get hot? No. 
They're very like on oh. a, it's like a couch nap. You know, you have like a oh yeah. You've got like maybe a half an hour in the afternoon. You're like, ooh, I've got a like small break. I'm very tired. I'm gonna just like lay down for 20 minutes. It's yeah, perfect, perfect for couch okay. napping. Joggers. I love the leggings. I can work out in them. I can do my errands in them. I can wear them with a proper top to a business meeting. It is not a problem. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you probably could. Just put yeah, a, a totally. blazer and like denim shirt, denim, denim shirt, oh, blazer, yeah. leggings. So easy. 100%. And of course, the men's core shorts. They have a classic athletic fit, falling just above the knee, while the Sunday performance joggers are made from recycled performance stretch fabric. I got my dad some men's core shorts. He wears them to mow the lawn. It's perfect. He is like, I think my my dad is one of those people that just like beats the crap out of his clothes. He'll wear them until they're they look like a security blanket that a 30-year-old yep. still has where it's just like a ball of string and you're like, um, Our dads are the same. Yeah, yeah. But um, my dad has had his for like a couple years now and I think I, I saw him wearing them the other week when I met up with um, family on a, on a short weekend trip and they still looked great. It was like, Dad, your clothes still look new. <laughs> so fancy. Viore is offering Hysteria listeners 20% off your first purchase. Get some of the most comfy and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash hysteria. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash hysteria. You'll also enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash hysteria and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. And we're back, Aaron, with the crew in L.A. Uh, with a segment we're calling Dude, You Asked. This is the only part of the show that men are allowed to participate in. Uh, these are anonymously sourced, randomly selected questions. Um, I asked a question on Twitter if you could ask a panel of women a question and know you'd get an honest and blunt answer, what would you ask? So this is the segment of the show where we do that. Um, okay. Ladies. <laughs> Uh, this one is, uh, let's see, Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle? Does anybody know what that oh, means? Oh, this is a Pokemon? Pokemon? <laughs> I said Pokemon. Oh, this one, the Pokemon things. Um, She's got is, it. The Midwest girl got it. I was a nanny, and I feel like this is a Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's the right answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That was the right answer. Yeah. Okay. What's the worst thing men seem to do without thinking about it? Mansplain. Great. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why is this one to stump? Um, worst thing. Well, men... because we're having a hard time thinking of just one. Um, <laughs> Gaslight. Kieran said three. I, I just mean, in a, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's I definitely, it's definitely rape. Um, <laughs> and, and murder. Without thinking about it. But like, then if, if, yeah. if Kieran took those, I, I do... So absentmindedly just leaving the seat up. And it's like, oh, it's yeah. just not hard. It's mm-hmm. not hard. Like, it's so easy. Just put it down. Mm-hmm. It's that and rape. Yeah, that and rape. <laughs> no, just, I'm being a dick. <laughs> you're I'm being really, a, I'm being a labia. Yeah, you're not being a dick at all. Okay, next question. Uh, still nah on pleated pants? Oh, yeah, still nah. Still oh, nah. but see, I don't know. I like a sort of like Dick Tracy look, Ooh, you know, yeah. like a, a Zeta. I <laughs> I also have on a pleated pant right now, and I <laughs> I look like a Rockford peach on her day off, and so I don't know. I just I've seen a lot of men make looks work lately. Mm. That I say, hey, if you got it, let me see it. <laughs> I say, live your best life. <laughs> I say a hard no, just pass. Hard <laughs> out. Hard out. Okay. Um, Kieran's live your life and then you have a whole you have a, she has a Megan has a blog about it um, here's one how much worse is it going to get for you I hope a lot um, <laughs> uh, 
uh, bad, real bad. <laughs> it's gonna get. It's gonna get. It's gonna get bad. You don't um, think we're at the bottom? No, I don't think so. I think we still got some digging to do. My, uh, I made a short documentary about my like immigrant family, and at the end, my mother has this haunting look in her eyes, you know, <laughs> and then she's just kind of like, uh, "I don't know, Kitten. Oh no. Oh. You will just have to wait and see." And then she just kind of stares. Oh God! It's <laughs> over. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow! And you made a horror film about that. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like what? And then oh. peace. And then it was out. I know? had a similar interaction with Danny DeVito this week. <laughs> um, it's a very, but it's a very evergreen response. Yeah, you know, like we shot that a couple months ago, and I was like, still relevant. It sounds yeah. like still the relevant. plot of Hereditary too. Yeah. Well, don't no spoilers. That, I haven't is, seen it yet. I haven't so seen good. it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Um, okay, here's what. Here's one. What is your biggest security concern, personally, nationally, and cyber, uh, which you may or may not want to throw into its own category? Wow. As a, as a female comedian, and this is something I think people forget about a lot, I travel alone all the time, and it is terrifying. And when I think about, like, just the numbers, it scares me. Um, so that's my personal. I worry that um, the world is melting, and I will have children, and they will fall off. I, in uh, off the melting, yeah, I don't know, but like into the ocean, something they'll fall. They'll definitely be falling, and then they will be dead. I worry about my children being dead, and um, they're not even born. I'd like to not have to carry a gun with me. Just to wait, do you have a gun myself. right now? I do not have a gun. She's right now. from Texas. I'm from Texas. They I, make you leave with a gun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's no. Um, I would like to not have to do that in order to uh, feel safe in America. Um, that's probably my, one of my, one of my bigger concerns. Um, I'd also like to, uh, feel empowered and welcome as a Mexican woman here too. And, uh, sometimes that is not the case. All right. One more. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. Um, bananas. Uh, Every day. Okay. There's always money in the banana stand. (laughs) All right, great. That was dude where you dude you asked. Um, I was a dude where you asked. <laughs> uh, when I was when I was in college, I studied in Greece, and dude where's my car had just come out on DVD, and the Greek translation was Malaka, where's my car, but in Greek, and in Greek, Malaka means like jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> so they transfer translated dude to jerk off in Greek on the bootleg Greek DVD. That's it's actually amazing. pretty apropos. Yeah, it works. I yeah. feel like it's better. Hey, jerk-off. Yeah. Hey, hey. hey, I need a car here. Is it like the noun jerk-off or to jerk-off, the verb form of it's it? It's like jag-off. It's okay, like, and it's it's also sort of like in Greek, uh, I'm not Greek, but I, I was there. Um, <laughs> but in Greek, it's sort of like, it's a, it's a very familiar term. So like you can use it among your best friends, but you definitely can't use it with a stranger. I would say like it's not it's not the same because it doesn't have the history at all, but it's sort of like how you can't use the N-word with somebody if you're not in a specific community or you don't have a specific relationship with somebody. That's Malacca, but like with your friends and in Greece. Mm-hmm. It's, it can be bad. I've seen fights start oh, with Malacca. Wow. Yeah. Malacca, where's my car? <laughs> when I was in, uh, I spent some time in Nepal right after college, like working on my first documentary. And I like, you know, you know how like sometimes just like really stupidly, like you're making a, like the worst version of a joke. This is very embarrassing. But you'd be like, oh, you're, you know, somebody would be like, oh, I don't want to do that. And it's like your mom doesn't want to do that. <laughs> One time I did that in a car. This man got so upset with me. <laughs> We stopped the car. He got out of the car and he's like, why are you talking about my mother? Yeah. And he was like, why would you talk about, why are you disrespecting my family and yeah. disrespecting my mother? It's like, like I, I just why like, were you, Karen? Because I'm a monster, <laughs> Grace. You know me. Oh my gosh. Um, I, my experience in Nepal was that the Nepalis are the nicest people in the world. I was Unless. there for longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was on, on a deep dive and they got to know me. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then they, they were getting out of the car and yelling. <laughs> yeah. No, for the most part, amaz- it was ama- you know, it was amazing. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's actually it was pretty funny. Lost in translation. Um, if you would like to submit, if you're a dude and you want to ask us something, you can email us hysteria at crooked.com. Warning, though, it's not just me who can see the emails. So if you send us something really egregious, it will get forwarded around Crooked Media and laughed at, and you will have your face printed out and put on a bulletin board of shame that doesn't exist because I just made it up. But I want you to be to to not send us shitty stuff. If you just want to ask us a a nice, real question, you can send us something. Hysteria at crooked.com. When we come back, we'll hear a quick conversation between Grace Parra and Blair Amani about what's going on at the border. 
Here at Hysteria, as in most of decent America, we're paying very close attention to the American government's human rights abuses against immigrants. Next, we're going to go to a quick one-on-one chat between Hysteria co-hosts Grace Parra and Blair Imani, both of whom attended the same pro-immigrant rally in Los Angeles in late June. Hi, everybody. Grace here. I'm speaking to Blair, who's in New York. I'm in Los Angeles. Technology, guys. We're doing it. <laughs> we are doing it. Um, so, uh, you know, I think a lot of us have been thinking about Independence Day um, and the notion of freedom. Uh, and, and Blair and I realized that um, the notion of freedom, specifically as it relates to the crisis at the border and the families at the border, is a fascinating topic because... Um, you know, what freedom means to us as citizens is very different from the way that freedom is being applied to families at the border. And it really is about freedom being applied uh, to them by an external source rather than having the uh, the gravitas and the ability to be able to project freedom themselves. Um, and so, Blair, you know, I'd love to get into this with you for a couple reasons. First of all, this is a story that's really personal to both of us. As a Mexican-American, uh, and, you know, my I'm, I'm the daughter of two immigrants who... Um, migrated in the 70s and were able to do so with uh, really just a series of, of strokes of luck and uh, knowing people, having family and friends who were able to help them uh, in many ways, um, and uh, and also it being a different era. Um, so this story, to me personally, is, is one where I look at it and think, like, God, that could so easily have been me and my family. Um, and then, Blair, I know that you actually just organized a rally in Los Angeles about this specifically. So I wanted to, to talk to you a little bit about what draws you into this story specifically and then have us talk a little bit about what freedom really means today. Definitely. Um, for me, I had just gotten back from my trip to Kenya. I was in um, this very rural area of Kenya, and it was so idyllic and beautiful. Uh, there was no Wi-Fi where I was staying, and um, I didn't even bother to turn my cell reception on. <laughs> but I awesome. did check it on Twitter because um, I'm a millennial. <laughs> but um, when I got back home, I'm the de facto activist in my family. And so everyone was turning and, like, you know, asking me immediately. Like, I barely had time to, like, shake off the jet lag before my younger cousin, for example, Xavier, who's 13, was asking me, like, what's going to happen? What's going to change? Um, what does this mean? And then um, his mother, who actually grew up, um, you know, as, like, migrant farm worker and, um, she's, you know, had the privilege and ability to kind of rise through social strata, attain education, um, and she's a teacher now. But she was telling me, like, you know, this could be me. This could have been my, this, the, I could be those children. Mm-hmm. Um, my son could be those children. Uh, and so that's really what brought it home to me. But, you know, I grew up in Southern California. I grew up singing Pio 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 de Los Pelicos. <laughs> I grew up speaking Spanish. Um, for those who don't know, that's a, you know, like a children's mm-hmm. song. Um, and most of my caretakers when I was growing up were Latinas. Mm-hmm. Did you and, hear Sana Sana Corita de Rana over and over again? Oh, yeah. And El Elefante <laughs> and, and Todos los Canciones, all the songs. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, my mom's also, uh, Puerto Rican, um, and, uh, though she didn't know it, she was, you know, she was adopted, Mm -hmm. so she didn't learn that until she was older, but I've always felt very, uh, a strong connection, whether it's allyship, whether it's sharing in the culture Mm -hmm. of, um, Mexican and Latina Mm -hmm. heritage. And so I just feel like though it's not something that, uh, directly affects me, um, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because I can still use my reach and you know leverage and connections as an activist and I've organized rallies before um, to speak on this issue and so it was really um, a situation where I was looking for protests and it was just prior to when folks started organizing events for the you know the 28th and the Mm -hmm. 30th that I was like okay well I know a bunch of influencers who are looking for like an action to take I know that I have so many followers on Twitter like let's just meet at a like a designated area and have a have a rally, have a speak out that isn't connected to a government entity um, that isn't being, you know, sanctioned or directed or guided by any larger um, uh, organization, but is really just the people coming together, because I think that's so powerful and it's so healthy and necessary for people to be able to come into a space, raise their voices, be heard. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, to not be politicized too. I mean, this is this is. I think these these rallies that that are so many in so many cases they are so well intentioned, but they become so partisan based on the people that are uh, organizing it and also chosen to speak and to to kind of be the faces of them. Might have mm-hmm. in the past. Um, this story actually makes me think of what I've been invoking as as I've been researching our history, our country country's history with with uh, freedom and with the, what the notion of freedom and democracy is. And by the way, it was something that we often conflate. I think we often conflate freedom and, and democracy. Um, but FDR's four freedoms uh, from a speech in, in 1941 that he gave 
uh, I think kind of serves as a like very utopic roadmap for uh, the way that, that we wish uh, society would, would actually operate. But his four freedoms, and tell me what you think about this, were um, freedom of speech, freedom of worship, freedom from want, and freedom from fear. And, and it sounds like your example is um, really reacting in many ways to, to all of these, but espe especially the freedom from fear. And that, I think, is what is most jarring about what's happening at the border right now, that these, these, these people, they're not citizens, but they are, they are human beings, are not a But just by the way, so everyone knows, just because you're not a citizen doesn't mean you're exactly. not a person. Exactly. But I think that administration forgets that yeah. or refuses to understand it fundamentally. But I actually, anyway, I actually think that they, that they, <laughs> they don't forget it because I've been thinking about this too. Jeff Sessions actually uh, invoked this, um, Jesus, is it 19, uh, what year was it? A 1923, uh, sorry, 1924 immigration law, um, which basically served as kind of like a, a launching pad for Nazi Germany. And it's kind of in, in many ways about like eugenics. And oh, yeah, the idea that like people from Scandinavian nations were yeah, better, exactly, and more equipped and smarter. Yep. The Johnson Yeah, Act. I mean, it's directly tied to uh, white supremacy. Yes. Um, but what's interesting, uh, what you see in, in terms of like countries that really are adamantly against fascism. It's folks who, you know, like the countries like Germany, for example, who saw the wrath of fascism, saw these murders. Mm. Um, but what's interesting that people forget is that while people, you know, while the Holocaust is happening in Germany and in Russia, because there were murders of Jews in Russia as well, America did not allow entry to German Jews. Mm. Um, we closed our borders to refugees, mm -hmm. like, you know, which made so many people, so many more people die. We'll never know. Only, you know, God knows in history books. Mm -hmm. um, and then in, on top of that, we were interning Japanese folks, Japanese Americans um, and Japanese immigrants yeah. all over the country because we felt uh, and, you know, FDR, for as much as he spoke about freedom, he signed the um, the executive order. Yep that allowed the forced internment of Japanese Americans because they were the uh -huh. enemy. They basically portrayed uh, all Japanese Americans as spies of the Japanese nation and made it seem like it was necessary. Uh -huh. And we're doing the same yeah. thing now. We're making it seem like we have to incarcerate toddlers for the safety of the I nation. I just I read about that. Yeah, it, it, it's awful. I mean, three-year-olds who are having to represent themselves, by the way, at the border. I mean, it's not it's it's not unfamiliar for children to have to represent themselves in, in deportation proceedings, but they're just seeing so many more students at the, uh, children at the border are now having to do that. Uh, it's it's inhumane. Absolutely. Um, well, happy Independence Day, everybody. <laughs> I don't celebrate the 4th of July. Um, I do love, you know, family and stuff, but it's just like when you really think about what it's about, I just couldn't do it in good conscience. If you'd like to help, find out more at crooked.com slash take-action. That's crooked.com slash take-action. When we come back, the New York City crew with I'll Have What She's Having. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. And we're back with a segment I'm calling I'll Have What She's Having. This is where uh, 
your hosts here at Hysteria, give you recommendations for things that women have done that inspire them, for women that inspire them, for art that inspires them that was made by women. Uh, and this week, because we're talking about freedom, uh, all of our recommendations are women who, in some way or another, uh, remind us of freedom. So my recommendation is uh, Linda Greenhouse, former New York Times uh, Supreme Court reporter. She's now a lecturer at Yale Law School. She's an incredible uh, writer, reporter. She's won a Pulitzer Prize for her work. But she's also um, a really effective and intelligent advocate uh, especially for women's reproductive rights. And she's just a brilliant scholar. And everything she's written, even her like kind of dense law review articles, I find myself drawn to. I just, I love her so much. She is, uh, she's just incredible. And the work she does is great. Another woman who really inspires me, who, who covers the Supreme Court, Dahlia Lithwick, who does it for Slate. Mm. Um, she also has a podcast called Amicus that I listen to religiously. Um, it really has helped me understand more about the courts and justice. And I think those are important things for people to, to verse themselves in if they want to be full participants in American democracy. So uh, Dahlia Lithwick and Linda Greenhouse, two women who cover the Supreme Court who just really inspire the hell out of me. Alyssa? So my hero, my freedom hero, is uh, Robbie Kaplan. Robbie Kaplan is a lawyer who argued in front of the Supreme Court on behalf of Edie Windsor. Oh, amazing. Yes, and she was the woman that invalidated part of DOMA and made the federal government recognize same-sex marriage. And she's here in New York. She's a fucking animal, and I love her. And <laughs> she's very funny on Twitter, so you should follow her. Oh, great. That's awesome. How about you, Zui? Nice. Okay, so my hero freedom person is Octavia Butler, who oh. if you all don't know, you better ask somebody. She was <laughs> the first science fiction writer to get a MacArthur Fellowship. She's a genius. Kindred, Parable of the Sewer, she has bars for days. And she, her writing challenges the idea of race and time and space and what is bondage and what is freedom. And it's great. And if you haven't read her, you are missing out on knowledge. And that's on you. What's your favorite of her works? Uh, Parable of the Sower by far. Only because it's a reality that I can see in our near future. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do, should I describe what happens? It's basically... No spoilers. Yeah. I don't even want to know oh, if yeah. it's a book. It's no. a, don't even tell me. <laughs> it's um, an audible.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Blair, how about you? Um, so I'm going to shout out one of my mentees, Kanidra R. Woods. So she's absolutely amazing. Um, she spoke at March for Our Lives. She's a gun violence activist. Um, but she also just came out with this video with Brute America where she talks about um, dealing with self-harm and trauma and sexual violence and sexual abuse. And as a 17-year-old to come forward about that so young and to really, I, I think that it really embodies freedom for me because she's liberating herself of this kind of secrecy that and stigma that we have as a society when it comes to these subjects and so young. So she just really makes me inspired um and also on the subject of freedom i think that if you're a free enough in a free enough space to mentor people to absolutely do that i think that's one of the greatest ways you can use your privilege and use your freedoms to help other folks get free um but if you don't know kanidra definitely follow her that first name is k-e-n-i-d-r-a woods and she's on all the social medias nice. uh she knows how to use it better than i do because she's <laughs> several well like five years younger than me uh, How old am I? Anyway. Those kids. Those kids are going to take over pretty soon. I know. I can't wait. I'm bad at math. Please, team, you guys, save us. You guys, hysteria is my last gasp. Okay? <laughs> After Your this last is summer. It, I'm just moving upstate. I'm going to listen to the young people. So let me just like live my best life now. Okay. Until I run for office and then I make her work on my <laughs> That's exactly uh, right. Please. I'll uh, go door to door for you for sure. Um, and Zue, I understand you have one more recommendation yes. for freedom stuff. This is about my freedom to be a pop star. I write, <laughs> I do, I write pop songs about politics. One song is called From Melania to Sri Lanka. My other one is Ponderosa with Amarosa. And I have another one I'm writing about Jeff Sessions. And I have a show July 12th at 8 p.m. at Union Hall in Brooklyn, New York. Come. Uh, you will see me perform my songs. And you'll see me laugh hysterically because the hysteria pod sticks together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are, we should... are people over 40 allowed? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Please, they're right. welcome. Yes, let's have a squad outing. Do I get outing. priority seating? You do. Okay. Okay, let's have a squad outing. We're all going to Z-Way's show on the <laughs> Oh, my God, please. That'll yes. be super fun. Um, if you listeners want to get in touch with us, you can email us. We have an email address. It's hysteria at crooked.com. Uh, it's just the name at crooked.com. Pretty easy. Mm. You can also follow all of us on social media. Um, it, we're pretty – I'm – really easy to find if you're too lazy to just find me i'm not i'm not gonna make it easier for you. <laughs> um 
Thank you for tuning in, uh, Z-Way, Blair, and Alyssa. I'm so stoked that you joined me this week. Uh, If you liked what you heard on this podcast, please uh, rate us and subscribe on iTunes. If you didn't like it, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you didn't like us, why don't you just hate, give us five stars? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I would be so bummed. I'll show those bitches. Yeah, and then check your sexism, man. (laughs) Well, happy fourth to everybody who's listening and uh, have a, or everybody, I guess, except Donald Trump. Happy fourth of July to everybody Mm. except Donald Trump. This was Hysteria and we'll see you next week. Bye. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.